0: Welcome to the Breakwater Podcast. My name is Hannah Wills, Breakwater's Project Coordinator, and your host today. On this episode, I sat down with Emma Kane, a strategist with Community Action for Healthy Living, otherwise known as Cahill, to talk to us about the world of tobacco prevention. November is Lung Cancer Awareness Month, and although many might think of tobacco as just your regular cigarettes, that is not the case tobacco is changing. It is hooking a brand new generation of youth to the latest trend, e-cigarettes. Stay tuned to find out the latest information on tobacco and what we can do to help reduce youth substance use. For more information on Cahill and their resources for the community, check out our show notes and stay connected with them on Facebook at Community Action for Healthy Living. Emma is up next. start. I just want to say how excited I am to see you. Previously, before I got this role at Breakwater, I actually worked for Community Action for Healthy Living. So I am just so excited to be in this space, uh, continuing to talk about prevention efforts and to see you.
1: I know. It's, it's really exciting to work with you again. I, um, I'm really looking forward to our conversation.
0: Will you just share with the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Definitely. Um, So as you mentioned, I'm Emma and I work for Community Action for Healthy Living. We are um, a local coalition that works across Northeastern Wisconsin, primarily in um, like Appleton, Fox Cities, Green Bay, Rome. Um, And we do a lot of uh, youth substance use prevention. Um, So um, anything from tobacco prevention to alcohol prevention to drug prevention, work we really we really run the gamut when it comes to our prevention efforts.
0: Thanks for sharing that about Kael Emma. Let's just kind of, you know, really get into what what we're here for. And that's, you know, reducing youth substance use. Your coalition does a lot of work on youth prevention efforts. Mm-hmm. Um can you just kind of tell us really how tobacco has now morphed into e-cigarette use?
1: Yeah. Um I think when you look at the history of kind of the tobacco world and what's going on in everything, um, there's a lot going on in, in in a lot of new stuff going on in the world and in, in the tobacco industry world right now. E-cigarettes really have completely flipped the market when it comes to tobacco use. Cigarette use is really at an all-time low across the United States really the world and we see that here in Wisconsin as well but unfortunately those gains that we've made in our limited or reduced cigarette use have really been replaced by e-cigarette use and there are a lot of factors that go into the how and why of that and I would be happy to talk to you about any and all of those today
0: yeah let's just expand on that for you know our listeners who maybe don't even know what an e-cigarette is, or you know what what is this whole marketing aspect of youth at Breakwater? We talk a lot about reducing, you know, access to su- to substances um, and how youth are getting these products. How is this marketing being contributed to youth using?
1: Yeah, I think marketing is probably one of the major ways that it's that the youth e-cigarette epidemic is being driven. So t- to answer your first question, what's an e-cigarette? It's an electronic cigarette so we've taken kind of that combustible burning product um, away and now made it into a re- reusable in some instances or a more technologically advanced product that plays a lot into some of the modern trends about sustainability and re you know reusing things obviously the technology boom that we've seen within the 21st century. These products are super new. They um, entered the market in in the late, early 2000s, so like 2009, 2010, and beyond, and have really just proliferated from there. Um, some of the first e-cigarettes were really like metal, plasticky devices that looked exactly like a cigarette. Like that was the that was the the motive there that to replace an actual cigarette with this aerosol device, so they looked like your standard cigarette, white white at the top, brownish orange at the bottom, aerosol comes out of it, mm-hmm. um, and now you wouldn't even believe what these products look like. I think a lot of people have heard, you know, about the USB or the flash drive, mm-hmm. thumb drive-looking ones. Um, but we are now seeing products that are, they are in like hoodie strings. So like a, a pullover sweatshirt with a hood, the drawstrings that you use, um, there's vaping products in there. We see ones that look like makeup compacts. So for anyone who uses makeup listening to the podcast, um, that, little, that little thing that you open to check your mirror with, um, those look. some of those look like, or some vaping products look like that the water flavorings, like a Mio or something like that, where you squirt it into your water, like they're the same shape as that. They're thin, they're flashy, they're colorful. um, And they're really designed to evade a parent's eye that, you know, if you just did a quick glance in your kiddo's bag or their room, like you would have absolutely no idea that that thing sitting in their pencil case was a tobacco product. Popular products that we're seeing right now include Jewel. I think that one has kind of become a household name at this point. That's the USB device or thumb drive um, looking device. Puff Bar has also recently taken taken center stage as a popular product um, with high school students. And then we're starting to see some some newer things, so some heat not burn products like IQS it there's no heating there's no burning element in it. it. It just aerosolizes things in a little bit different fashion. That lends itself to some essential oil devices where the the premise is that they are they are in, inhaling essential oils and it is thereby safe. I think that straddles the line of questionable products. We we look at, okay, who is the parent company of something like this? And wouldn't you know it? It's one of the top tobacco companies, questionable, shady. What's the real kind of motive here? And then we're really seeing a lot of new things. Um, some new oral products, um, oral synthetic nic- nicotines like Zyn for parents um, think, to think Snus, but it's it's a spitless, smokeless product, and it is um, dry. It, it's not derived from the tobacco plant, so that's where the the nicotine's not coming from. That it is a a lab created nicotine, which then skirts a couple of policy things there, and just again deception, trickery, um, always looking to skirt current policies.
0: And that is just so terrifying. I mean, it's one thing to talk about, you know, youth getting access to these products, but these products are deliberately looking like things that youth are using every day.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's sad, like you said, and, and for us like really scary that it kind of seems like the sky's the limit with these products. And, um, it's no secret that the tobacco industry is a multi-billion-dollar industry. It's why they can afford to pay states billions of dollars each year into like into the future, forever, as a, as according to the Master Settlement Agreement, and still thrive. So they're of course they're going to be on the cutting edge of the latest technology, and of course they're going to be one step ahead of our prevention efforts. Um, when you look at the money that is is earmarked for our kind of work to get out here um, and make sure that these products aren't getting in the hands of kids versus the money that's being (laughs) utilized to develop these products and then market them. Um, There's a massive discrepancy and sometimes it feels like we might just be continually chasing our tails unless we can really get some some solid policy and, and some solid work done.
0: Yeah. And I kind of want to talk more about policy a little bit later, but going, you know, back to just that e-cigarette and these mm-hmm. and the flavors that come in this e-cigarette. Um, so we kind of know what these e-cigarette looks like, you know, what they're trying to do, replace, you know, yeah. the conventional cigarettes. But let's talk about really why more youth have now switched to these, right. e- you know, e-cigarettes. Right. It's not just because they look like that, but tell us a little bit about the flavors that e-cigarettes now come in.
1: Absolutely. Um, So I'll start by giving tobacco prevention and control in the U.S. a major kudos because they did an awesome job over the years of really having getting kids on board with the fact that cigarettes are nasty. Right. Like I think Hannah and I, we grew up in that generation. We're like, oh, my God, that is disgusting. No way. It stinks. Mm -hmm. It smells like. And a lot of that you can you can credit tobacco prevention and control for that. So that's awesome but like we said the tobacco industry is bigger right so they're they're going to hear this they're going to say that and they're like okay what, well, what how can we get around this oh flavors great awesome let's go that route today flavors are are really <laughs> it's endless there's everything from the bizarre as bizarre as you could imagine like unicorn poo, puke and banana split and leprechaun turds and everything in between. And then there's like simple flavors like menthol that's been around like, menthol's been around since the 1920s and it was first introduced as a way to make smoking easier. So your conventional cigarette, it was it was literally added to cigarettes as an anesthetic to mask the harshness of a smoke. And we find that today now in e-cigarettes and it's just a really easy way to get people introduced to a product that is incredibly addicting. You know, it doesn't, you don't need to smoke for three months to, you know, finally establish that addiction. Like it, it can be as simple as a, as a one-time thing and you're hooked. So yeah, these, the flavors really proliferate that we have the data that show us consistently, that youth would not be using these products if, if flavors weren't involved. That that is one of the major reasons that, that youth are continuing to seek out these products and continuing to start these products.
0: So talking about, you know, the dangers of e-cigarettes, and we know now they come in these crazy, cool, you could say, designs that attract youth, right? And they come in these really good-tasting flavors, Can you tell us a little bit about, is e-cigarettes safer than tobacco products? Where does that stand?
1: Yeah, that's a question that we get a lot. Um, And especially since the FDA um, over the summer finally started kind of having some approval to some products. On the market. So previously, we had really been able to kind of blanketly and, and unequivocally say, like, these are not regulated products. They are not um, endorsed by the FDA as as a safer alternative to smoking. Now it's not quite as cut and dry. Um, but I will say <laughs> that when we're talking about something being safer than a cigarette, it's a pretty low bar for safety, right? While I I think the intention of the initial development of a cigarette or of an e-cigarette was was was, was good. The scientist, he lost his dad to lung cancer because he was a smoker and he was looking for something better like, to help his dad. And that kind of led to the, he created an e-cigarette. And I think, you know, his intention was good. Unfortunately, it's been kind of hijacked for malice at this point. So to say that it's, it's safer is hard to say. There are chemicals in these products. It is not clean air. That is what our lungs are designed for. Our lungs want good, clean, fresh air. Anytime you're introducing a chemical or really anything outside of that, you're introducing harm and the potential for disease into your body.
0: I love that point that nothing is as good for you as as clean air, and that's really the only thing you should be putting into your lungs. And, And going back to, you know, our youth efforts and how incredibly scary it is that these products are being promoted to our youth who are now trying in middle school, high school, right, and developing an addiction. You know, moving forward, we have parents and teachers and other adults who are in youth's lives that listen to this podcast. And, you know, maybe this is the first time that they're hearing about e-cigarettes. What is, you know, kind of the next step that maybe they should take?
1: Understanding these products, staying on top of these products is is, is a full-time job, (laughs) right? Um, Hannah and I do this. Luckily for a living, we get the pleasure of working in this world. And I can tell you, even for us, it can be really difficult to stay on top of, of everything that's going on. So I guess my first little bit is to say, don't, you don't need to be an expert to start, right? You don't need to be an expert in everything to know that this is something that's worthy of a conversation with your with your kiddo, well, however that kiddo is in your life. There are a ton of online resources um, I shamelessly will, will send you over to our website. We have specific sections broken out for different adults in, in the kid's life. So we have a section for parents. We have a section for sc- uh, school professionals, be that a teacher or administrators. We have sections for retailers to um, help them better understand and get a high level understanding of what these products are what they need to be concerned about and, and how to have some of the conversations that, that need to be had about these products. You know, I, there's the Small Talks campaign right now. That's, um, I know Breakwater, you guys are doing a lot with that. DHS is doing a lot with that. And it's awesome. I think it is a great campaign with a good message. And I would add to it and say that it doesn't stop with just underage drinking. Like the same kind of idea can be put into into action for e-cigarettes or other nicotine product to use. Um, start start talking to them, have conversations with them early, have conversations with them on often, be honest about it. Um, I know a lot of parents get nervous because they probably smoked at some point in their life uh, or had some kind of interactions with with smoke and they feel like that you know they're not, who are they to talk? But it's easy to talk about you know, all, all the new information that we have and how much better information we have about how how detrimental these products are to everyone's health. And then I guess I would just remind parents that we see e-cigarette use starting as early as fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, so you might think that you can wait. Um, you might think that it's too soon, but the data show otherwise. Um, e-cigarette use is, is, Increasing in all demographics from middle school on up.
0: Just talking about, you know, e-cigarette increasing, what do you think is going to come out of the world of COVID and going to kind of like how we are now and, and, you know, we know our youth are at home and we don't have that data currently, but just from your perspective, you know, working in the realm you do, do you foresee that our e-cigarette rates are going to go up?
1: Unfortunately, yeah, I do. I, I, it hurts my heart and my soul to say that, that even the preliminary da- data that we have and that the sales numbers that we're seeing, um, indicate that everything's is on the up. Um, and it's really unfortunate because, you know, the Breakwaters, the Cahills, the mm-hmm. other organizations of the world that were, ex- that exist simply to lessen this burden, Uh, We were impacted by the last couple of months, few months too, right? Like we couldn't do our jobs fully um, in in the way that we wanted to or or maybe need to. So maybe, you know, our message wasn't as strong and as loud as it could have been. Um, So we're seeing that there are obvious mental health implications associated with COVID in in the last 18 months. Um, We know that our youth have been particularly impacted by this um, between the disruptions in, in their life, in school, just their, their routine, the added stress that came with all of this, you know, some kids got thrown into parent roles um, because of COVID, either you know through tragedy and or necessity. And so we know that kids were seeking easy and accessible ways to cope with a lot of that. Um, unfortunately, the tobacco industry saw that as a as an opportunity, as as a market opening. And I, I will be honest, and it it's one of the most troubling things that I've seen in a really long time. Um, it's the, there's a whole emphasis within big tobacco to connect. Vaping to mental health, and this is it is a legitimate market marketing strategy that they are using right now. Specifically, there there's efforts to link the idea um, that vaping is an effective way for youth to manage their mental health, to cope with anxiety and stress, and relax. That's the big one. They're using kind of this this aesthetic of relaxing and calming um, associated with vaping to to target youth um, into thinking that this is a good way for them to to relax, to calm down, to ease the stress, and, and to be okay. It's disgusting, and it's dangerous, and it's, it's terrifying. And I know there's some really good work being done in the tobacco prevention realm to uncover all of this, um, and I hope that we can get out ahead of it, but it, it's very concerning to me.
0: Let's move into just talking about, you know, policy work. And so, you know, right now we're, we're here, we're working on prevention efforts, but we know that having policies really helps move things along um, and really can create change. So let's get into kind of some of maybe the policies and, and laws that are happening around e cigarettes.
1: Yeah. So you said it. um, Policy is hands down one of the most effective and equitable ways to prevent tobacco use. Um, We know things like flavor restrictions, smoke and aerosol free spaces um, and alternative to suspension programs at schools continue to reduce the burden of tobacco for all. Big pushes that are happening right here and big things that we're really looking at are Tobacco 21. Um, So federally, it is illegal to sell any tobacco product to a person under the age of 21. In Wisconsin, there is a lot of work being done to align state law with that federal law to help avoid confusion for retailers and just make sure that things are easy. And it's a no-brainer. It's 21, 21, 21, is this person 21? That would determine the sale. Smoke-free um, spaces, smoke and aerosol-free spaces, um, a lot of local municipalities are, are are working to ensure that e-cigarettes are included explicitly in their smoke-free air laws. And then um, I mentioned alternative to suspension. So that involves working with the school districts to, one, make sure that their tobacco-free school policies include e-cigarettes and that when a student or if a student is caught with a tobacco product, be that um, any kind of tobacco product, including an e-cigarette, that they're really guided to treatment versus suspension. Um, So there are a lot of really good programs that are available to teens and, and students specifically to help them navigate their their addiction um, because we want to be very clear that it is an addiction. It is, it is a disease. This isn't a choice that they're making. They're not choosing to be negligent. They're not choosing to be defiant. Um, they have been strategically targeted and are now um, dealing with the ramifications of that addiction. So um, as opposed to punishing them for that further and, and really hindering their education further by suspending them, we would like to see alternative to sus- suspension programs. There are some schools in Northeast Wisconsin that are actively working on this. They're piloting a lot of the programs, and they're seeing really good success with it and helping kids um, better, better cope <laughs> with the stresses and anxieties that come with being a kid in today's world
0: is just such a great program because, you know, one, if, if we're just taking our, our youth out of school and, and, you know, we're not actually treating the addiction that they're suffering from. So that alternative to suspension is is so huge in in helping our youth, you know, navigate through the stressors and helping them cope. And we've been talking about this throughout the podcast is that, you know, one way that we can do that is just by having... You know, adults begin to have these these small talks with youth, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people look at just it's the parents that need to start having these conversations. It's the parents' job, um, mm-hmm. and what can we say, or or how can we really shift that to all adults mm-hmm. um, talking about? You know, our teachers, our youth serving organizations, our coaches. What can they do to really? You know, help youth who maybe are struggling with an e-cigarette addiction.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think that that's that that's the point, right? That right there, um, that any adult is in a position to make a positive impact on a youth's life. Um, be that a niece, a nephew, um, an athlete, a student, a you know, a mentor, a mentee. Um, we all really have the opportunity for impact in these roles for me, I, I, I don't have kids. I, you know, I'm not a parent, um, but I do coach I, and I use kind of that platform as a coach and as a trusted adult to be very explicit about uh, my expectations around their health and, and how my expectation is, yes, they come to practice and they work hard and they, they do their workouts, um, but that they take care of themselves. And that includes things like proper nutrition, proper hygiene, um, sleep. And then I, I'm very clear, like that includes not using any tobacco products that includes not vaping, um, and just be very explicit about what, what the expectations are there. Uh, I talk to them about, you know, let's talk about it. You know, if if you have questions, let me answer them. If you need help, let's get that figured out, um, together and really try to make it less of a, like a punishment thing, like, Hey, you're going to get in trouble if this is going on and more like, Hey, let's, let's talk about this before it's an issue. Um, let's have this space to explore what's really going on. Um, and, and help you get through this. Um, so, you know, it's a simple thing. We start, that's how we start the season. That's the expectation that's set. And, you know, then we move from there. Um, and I think really, all of us have the opportunity to to just be that and, and do that and just make clear our expectations and um, make clear our role as, as a trusted human in their life and continue to be an advocate for their safety and well, well-being.
0: From an adult's perspective who maybe is suspicious that their youth is using this product and, you know, they come in these pretty flavors. We said it doesn't... You know, smell like regular cigarettes, these things. How could you even really tell that this is a product that the youth is using and that they're, you know, having an addiction to e cigarettes if it's nothing like a cigarette anymore?
1: Right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that is the question. Um, and that's where I think it, you have to kind of be honest with yourself and, and, look for certain behavioral care, like behavioral changes. Do they seem edgy? do they seem antsy? Does it seem like something's bothering them? Are you noticing extended like like and repeated breaks within a certain amount of time? You know are you are, do they have a new friend group? Um, are there other changes that you're noticing? Um, Do they seem more or less interested in certain activities? You know, were they, you know, did they at one point really enjoy school and now is it kind of a battle with them? Other things, uh, (laughs) like weird fruity smells, like, I don't know. I don't think these products smell (laughs) good. Um, Personally, and through some of our compliance investigations, I have ended up with these products in my vehicle. And if I forget to take them out and put them in our storage container right away, my car stinks. (laughs) So if you're noticing something like that, maybe you want to look a little into some things. Other things that you might notice like more colds, more respiratory illnesses, um, a cough, sneezing, runny nose, stuff like that um, might be some indications that you might want to be asking some some more pointed questions with your kids.
0: Being aware of kind of, you know, even the symptoms of addiction and maybe what that looks like when someone is dependent on substance is good to know and just, you know, go back to having those small conversations and to be able to just bring up to, you know, your youth like, hey, your mood has changed or something seems off. Let's just, you know, chat about it. Um, Tell me about that new friend group or things like that. So for our listeners who, you know, are maybe using e-cigarettes, maybe even conventional tobacco products um, and smokers or have youth that are smoking, can you just kind of to talk a little bit about those resources that can help people quit.
1: There are a ton. So this week, um, in, in, in podcast recording week, this week, um, the Great American Smokeout is going to happen in just a couple of days here. And we've really been pushing a lot of the quit resources that are available. And in that process, realize that there are more quit resources for, for people than ever before. Um, which is amazing. Um, So I think we've really, as tobacco prevention and control experts, have have really started to realize that there needs to be very tailored programs and tailored products for people um, because we need to meet them where they're at. Everyone's going to come to their quit journey at a different time and a different pace. Um, And if we can be accessible to anybody whenever they are ready, that's where we're going to see the most success. Um, so, a couple of the the big ones: Wisconsin Tobacco Quitline, Line, where um, Wisconsin residents can get free help, um, free support, and free medications by simply calling. So, if they if if they are of the generation that likes to still make phone calls, um, they can call one eight hundred Quit Now seven eight four eight six six nine one eight hundred Quit Now um, and get connected with their quit coach and and the resources. For those um, who might be more inclined to text, they can also access the the tobacco quit line by texting "ready" to 200-400, and they would again be linked with some the same resources that they would be if they called. The Wisconsin Tobacco Quit Line also has a website with live chatting, um, so if somebody were more inclined to go that route, that would be an option for them as well. For teens, I know since we're talking a lot about youth right now. The Live Vape Free Program is a new program from Wisconsin Department of Health Services in conjunction with the Quitline, specifically designed to combat um, the teen vaping epidemic. So this is a program specifically for teens who are addicted to e-cigarettes to receive free help similar in the same vein as the Quitline. So that one is a text-based service and that would be, so they would text vape free to 273373 and then get connected with that program. It includes interactive resources to help them determine their motivation for quitting and to set a quit date. And then it would kind of work through, you know, getting them in through that program and getting them off of e-cigarettes. The really cool thing about Live8Free um, is there's a lot of really good resources and support for an adult, whatever whoever that adult is, to support that young person in trying to quit e-cigarettes. So they offer free online courses um, designed specifically for adults to help them better understand the process that the, the teen is going through. That way they can actually be a help and not a hindrance in that. So for adults to get connected with that one, they um, would have to go to the DHS web- website, which is dhs.wisconsin.gov uh, forward slash vape free. You could also just Google Wisconsin live vape free, free, live vape free program and get connected there as well.
0: There is a plethora of resources for anybody who, you know, may be going through uh, tobacco addiction. Uh, So we will link all of Emma's great resources um, and websites directly in our show notes. Uh, So if you're online, you can take a look at that and just have a link right to those. Emma, is there anything you want to add more about Cahill? Yeah, um, just that we're
1: here. (laughs) Um, We're here in the community. We're a small team, um, but we get a lot of work done. We have really good... And we're really grateful for our partnerships across Northeast Wisconsin um, with coalitions like Breakwater, with health departments across the state. And we would just be grateful if people came to us with questions. We always appreciate getting out ahead of things and trying to make an impact before there's a problem. So if your school is considering a tobacco-free policy, let's talk about it. Um, let's get you connected with the resource that that you need. If you're a business owner and you sell tobacco products. Let's get you connected with the resources to make sure that all of your employees are properly trained and not selling to, to use. If you are a local administrator, if you're a resident within your community and you have concerns about policies in your area, let's talk about how we can connect you with your representatives to make sure that they know what's important to you. The options and the the ways to get involved are endless. I know sometimes this work seems really daunting and like we're chasing our tail, um, but there's a ton of really good stuff that we can do, and we would we would love to have people involved with that in any way that they could.
0: Well, thank you, Emma, for all of your work. If anybody out there has any questions uh, specifically for Emma, want us to dive deeper into you know, the tobacco world or any questions in regards to that, you can email us at info at breakwater.org. And we'd be happy to get Emma back on a podcast sometime to talk about it. But we appreciate all of your prevention efforts in the tobacco world, Emma. And thank you for joining us today.